0: Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. If you don't wanna have a mental health issue, realize it's not good for you to be alone. And specifically, it's really, really good for you to be a part and belonging into a faith community of some kind. Because you can still belong to something, but that doesn't mean that you really, really belong to something that is gonna matter and make a difference. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. Every sermon you listen to on this broadcast is recorded live at Valley View Christian Church. Our mission as a church is to help families follow Jesus. We accomplish this mission through a strategy of belong, become, and bless. In today's message, we are going to focus on one of these strategies to help you better understand what the Bible has to say about us belonging to a community of faith, becoming more like Jesus, and being a blessing to the world. If our mission to help families follow Jesus resonates with you, or our strategy to belong, become, and bless is one that you would like to be a part of, then we want to invite you to a service at Valley View Christian Church this Sunday at 9 or 10.30 a.m. Now please enjoy this message from Pastor Philip. Today we're we're starting a new sermon series, and and it's called the Big Three. Now I don't know how much you hike, uh, how often you get out, but there is a Big Three when it comes to hiking. Uh, specifically, if you're doing overnight hiking, uh, and if you aren't familiar with this, this is all new to you. It was for sure new to me. So it, when it comes to hiking, there are the Big Three, and then when there's and that's intentional language. Big, being that they are the most weighty items that you will carry with you if you are in on the Colorado Trail and you're gonna be a couple nights up in the mountains. And the first is your backpack, which uh, has all of your supplies and, need, and 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 whatever else, other needs that you have in it. Uh, your shelter is generally some sort of a tent and then some kind of a sleeping system, which is a sleeping bag and a pad. And, and that's some, that is some heavy equipment that you've gotta carry around with you. So 20 years ago, that type of equipment weighed almost 20 pounds or more to carry around it's a, a quite quite a haul to have with you and ne- nowadays you can get on Amazon you can find these same items for seven and a half pounds a backpack a sleeping system and shelter it's incredible what all they've been able to condense down if, if you're into this and I'll begin readily admit that this wouldn't be my big three if I'm doing an overnight trip it's not a backpack shelter and sleeping system it's a hotel it's room service hot tub you know what I'm saying? Some of you, you you get me. But but hey, for those of you that do this, you are awesome. You are tough. You you are like all the the military wants. So maybe, maybe think about that if you haven't already gone there, or if you're not too old. But with that in mind, I think that there's often big threes with a lot of things in life, and there's big threes with a lot of organizations and. A, And that's certainly true with us as a church. And we have a big three that we're going to be talking about over the next three weeks. And the purpose of those big three, those big three uh, things that we are focused on is they are our strategy. And our strategy helps us to fulfill this mission, which is helping families follow Jesus. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But when it comes to helping families follow Jesus, we felt like that was we felt like that was one of the best ways for us as a church to be a solution to some of the challenges and problems that are in our specific community. We wanted to be unique. Any church can sit there and say, we want to bring people to the Lord and have people have a professing faith and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We want to disciple them and encourage them to get into God's Word and to pray. Every church believes that, but what is unique about us? Well, Our leadership felt some time ago we needed to zero in on helping families follow Jesus now as it relates to the big three that we've got our big three are belong become and bless and this is our strategy and our strategy is meant to help us to fulfill our mission as a church if you don't have a strategy then it's very difficult to know how to fit to, how, to, how to fit together everything that you are doing into helping that mission to take place. And so we're gonna be again talking about these three things over the next few weeks. And today we're specifically honing in on Belonging. Now, before I jump into the message per se, I wanna to present to you a few things that you're gonna be able to sign up for after the service. You'll be able to sign up for Financial Peace University if you would like to. That's starting up in a couple weeks. We've got a grief share class that's starting up. If you're someone who has lost a loved one in the last year or even last two years, Uh, This is a great class to journey with somebody in. If you're somebody who wants to get your finances in order, as we often do at the beginning of the year, Financial Peace is a great class. It's by Dave Ramsey. Roots of the Faith is going to be a history class of the church that kind of tells us how those first few hundred years of the church Formed us and guided us to where we're at today, and that's going to be taught by Dr. Marshall Shelley. Now you, don't, you may not know who he is, but his dad and him have written one of the best, oh, I would say, the best church history book that there is. Uh, and, and I would encourage you, if this is something that you're interested in, to get in that class, to learn a little bit about, more about church history. It's an incredible book uh, that, that he has put together for us, and it's going to be an incredible class. It's going to meet on Sunday mornings. Um, and the others are going to be at different nights during the week. And again, you can talk to them and find out a little bit more about that in our lobby area. And we've got some other classes that we're going to be offering for men and for women, and, and all and even groups, and there's just lots of opportunities for you to jump in to be a part of that strategy that we have, to belong. But we have a lot of belonging, what I would say belonging blockers in our life. And maybe this is something where you're saying, ah, you know, man, I wish, why am I even here? I don't really know if this is a step I wanna take, I don't know if this is something I wanna be a part of. I get it, and there's probably a few reasons for that. Maybe some of these even resonate with you, or at least one of them. Often we don't wanna try to belong into a community because we have some sort of a compromised past. We did something that we shouldn't have done. We have something on a record that won't go away. Maybe we spent some time in a jail at some, at some time or even in a prison at some point in time. Maybe we had some relational issues. Maybe we had some personal issues. Maybe we even have dealt with some mental things that we've been trying to sort out with our mental health. And so we have this compromised past that causes us to not want to enter into relationships with other people. Or maybe there's a familial influence. Uh, Perhaps it's a religious background that you've got that would keep you from wanting to join this kind of a faith community. Or maybe it's a non-religious background that would say you should not be a part of any kind of faith community for a variety of different reasons. Generally, it involves taking advantage of people. And so there's this familial influence from your past that keeps you from belonging to a faith community. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's just your schedule. You're just so committed to other things that you don't really have time to belong to anything else. Or maybe it's just you're doubtful <coughs> about the importance of belonging to a church. Why does that even matter? Well, I came across a study just over the last couple of weeks, that was done on 25,000 different people. And they were gauging their safe, self-rated mental health. And by self-rated, I mean they took them through a series of different survey questions and then uh, they added up a score. And out of that, they were able to gauge people's mental health. And out of the 25,000 people that they gauged, this was all done in the last year, 38% said they have poor mental health. 33% were gauged as having good mental health. 28% were gauged as having excellent mental health. Well, this group of people then honed in on a subgroup of people that had had some kind of mental issue, some mood disorder over the past 12 months. Now, these people that had these mood disorders over the past 12 months Whatever they might have been, maybe it was a depressive episode, a bipolar disorder, maybe some kind of generalized anxiety that they were wrestling with. Now, they might still have good mental health, but they had a moment in which they had some kind of issue over the past year that really made them question their mental health, which is a thing that's talked about quite a bit in our world today. Well, as they looked into that subgroup, they found out an interesting thing. That there were those that still had excellent mental health, even though they had that episode. And there were those that had very poor mental health, even though they had that episode. And what this group wanted to find out was, why was that? Why were there some that did better, even though they had these issues? And why were there some that did really, really poor and really needed to be under observation because, you know, they had some kind of breakdown? Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we would love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 9 and 1030 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives and much, much more. And do you want to know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed by a local church. Because it is here that we met Jesus, and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We'd love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85, Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. Now let's get back to our program. What'd they find out? this is what their conclusion was a poor sense of community belonging often results in poor mental health and an even poorer sense of community belonging can result in even poorer mental health status the relationship between community belonging and self-rated mental health was stronger in the subsample compared to the general population for example in the present study those with very strong compared to very weak sense of community belonging, had nearly six times the odds of having very good or excellent self-rated mental health. Isn't that unbelievable? And if you belong, if you feel like you have a sense of belonging into a community, that your mental health is actually better. Now, Now, here's what's funny about this to me. They spent millions of dollars on this, They put hundreds of thousands of hours into gauging these 25 plus thousand people. And I could have in 10 words told them what they concluded. And here are these 10 words. Genesis chapter 2. It's not good for man to be alone. There you go. (laughs) All right? If you don't want to have a mental health issue, realize it's not good for you to be alone. And specifically, it's really, really good for you to be a part and belonging into a faith community of some kind. Because you can still feel like you belong, or you can still belong to something, but that doesn't, really mean, that doesn't mean that you really, really belong to something that is going to matter and make a difference. And that is what we're going to be talking about the rest of this message. There are four things that we benefit from when it comes to belonging to a faith community. And hopefully out of these four things, I can inspire you and encourage you to take a step to belong if you don't. Yet, And so where we're going to pick up is in the gospel of of Mark. And this is what it says there. As Jesus was walking along, was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into a lake, for they were fishermen. Come now, Jesus said, follow me. In other words, come and be a part of what it is that I'm doing. Come and belong to this community that I'm creating. And I will send you out to fish for people at once. Uh, fish for people and at once they left their nets and followed him now I'm a believer that Luke 5 happened before Matthew 4 alright so in Matthew 4 this is what's going on here and then you read about it the in the Gospel of Mark as I said but in Luke 5 Jesus has already had an interaction with Peter so Peter and his brothers have had an opportunity my point is to observe Jesus to see what Jesus is about his reputation has come to them and now he has gone to them and he is calling them to follow him Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Now, what I want to take you back to is where Jesus said, I want to make you a fisher of people. He goes to these, these men who caught fish for a living, and the purpose of that was to sell the fish to provide for their families and provide for themselves, and also to eat the fish, to give themselves nutrients to be healthy. My point is, what they were doing was about them. What they were a part of was about them. And Jesus goes to them and say, okay, I'm gonna stop making this about you. And I'm gonna invite you into something greater than you. And we're gonna go fish for people. Here's the point. Jesus invites you to belong to a community That's not just for you, but it's greater than you. And I believe that that's what our mission offers you. Why do I believe that? Well, I have some fundamental beliefs, and one of those is the stronger the family, the stronger the community. And the community that you're part of is connected to the county, it's connected to a city, it's connected to a state, a country, and a world. But it's all coming back to how strong is the family. Now, you may not be aware of this, but over 70% of the homes in Douglas County and even in somewhat some of the surrounding counties have families in them. So this area is specifically going to be connected to, directly connected to how strong the family is. How well it's going is how strong the family is. Now, I haven't met anybody that's not a little bit concerned about our community and our city and our state and our country all of the people I come in contact with seem to have that shared concern, no matter what their views are. Now, why does that matter to us here? Well, the people on my street, they're asking an interesting question. It's not, what do I have to do to be saved? I think that was a question people asked 60, 70 years ago. They're asking, what do I have to do to save my family? And we said, as a church, that we want to be a solution to that question. We want to be a solution to that concern so many people have. Often people don't realize how influential this area is on the country, specifically. Several years ago, or just a few years ago, I guess, President Trump sent out condolences to a family in our community after a sheriff had lost his life. There are lots of sheriffs that lose their lives, sadly, in our country. And even in our state. But there was something, there was some reason why he pinpointed this area. And and honestly, it probably had to do with some political considerations. But what that tells you is this. Whenever he sent out his condolences, he sent them out to Douglas County, those in Douglas County who have lost the sheriff. He sent them out to those people. He did that because this area has influence. It's one of the wealthiest social-economic areas in all of our country. And this area is primarily made up of families. And the stronger those families are, specifically stronger in the name of Jesus the better this community is going to be the state's going to be and our country's going to be it is places like this community that we are in that reign in the darkness in our country it, it is places like what we are in that actually shine god's light into our area into our city and into our state and into our country And what I'm telling you is and what we are inviting you into is something that is greater than just you and what is happening under your roof. What is happening under your roof is very, very important. But as you become a part of this thing that we are a part of, then we are reigning in the darkness. We are shining God's light out into the world. And guess what? It all comes back to the thing that so many of you are most concerned about. Your family. Being a part of this, belonging to this isn't just about you, although it benefits you, it's about something so much greater than you. And that is what we have the opportunity to be a part of as a church. And that's the vision that we've got. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. I know it has been to others. I recently received a message from a listener of ours who said, thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. It is encouraging and refreshing to hear biblical-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. This is one of the several notes that I've received from people that are blessed by our program. That is why we want to continue this program on the radio, but that can only happen through the generous contributions of listeners like yourself. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website, valleyviewcc.com, and then click on the gift tab there. Once you click on the tab, just designate a gift to go to the radio ministry of Hope for the Day. Your gift would be an incredible blessing to this ministry, and as always, we want to meet you personally as well. That is why if you live in the Denver metropolitan area, we want to extend an invitation to you to visit us in person at one of our Sunday services, 9 and 10.30 a.m. If you do, please introduce yourself to me, Philip Holland. I'd love to meet you. Now let's get back to the program. And I love how the, the writer of Proverbs said so many years ago, where there is no vision, the people perish. And that is why we are highlighting to you that we want your family to be as strong as it can possibly be in the name of Jesus. And we're inviting you to belong to this community. If you stay on the periphery, that, that's a thing, but you're going to miss out on being a part of something that's really, really, really special. And so Jesus looked at them and he said, what you're doing is fine. It's going to get you by for the rest of your life, but I'm going to invite you into something that's so much greater than you could ever imagine and that in following in his footsteps we are trying to do the same thing to each and every one of you that are here and those of you that are online the second thing that we see in a faith community that's centered around Jesus is this is that Jesus invites you to belong to a community that is not defined by what you have done but who is with you what do I mean by that well, often, one of the reasons, again, that we hold back on being a part of a faith community is because of a felony, a divorce, a bankruptcy, a failed business. It's something that we have done. Even in some cases, people hold back because they're so successful. They're super successful. They have lots of options. They can go out and do a lot of things. And in light of the fact that they can do so much and they have so many options, they don't enter into a community with people because then they might have to miss out on a few things that the world has to offer them. So often it is this idea that we have done things and there are things that are a part of our life that keep us from being a part of a community but what Jesus says, it's not about what you've done, it's about who is with you. Now, what am I talking about? Well, in John chapter 4, there's a woman who this is directly connected to, what I'm, this point I'm making. Now, he, Jesus, had to go through Samaria. So he, Jesus, came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw the water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? And so it's here that we see some of Jesus' humanity. He was tired. He was worn out. He wanted to sit down. He needed to get a drink of water, and so he engages this woman. There's some details and some information that I'm going to share with you in a moment about her that teach that she had a bit of a compromised past. The first detail that we see here is that she came there at noon. Now, one of the things that I'll do um, in the summer and even in the winter that is like super weird, I know it is weird and I know it is extreme, but I'll go run in the middle of the day. It'll be 95 degrees and I'll go run. I like that. That makes me feel like I'm getting more out of the workout. So I'll go out in the middle of the day. And guess what? There isn't anybody else out running in the middle of the day. There's no, and it's at night if it's like five degrees, sometimes I'll go out. It just makes me feel alive. I know I'm crazy, but I do that. Because nobody, and, and guess what? Nobody else is out there running about that time either. It's just the way it is. There, nobody, who's the, who in their right mind would do that? Well, I don't know. I do, though. So I go out in the middle of the day. I run. And then sure enough, I'll get a text message. What is wrong with you? Because somebody drives by me as I'm running. Why would you ever go out when it's 95 degrees and run? And then, you know, and then I just ignore them. So that's just because that's ridiculous. Anyway, my point is she's out in the middle of the day in the heat of this particular area of the country. It is hot. And the reason that she is out there by herself is there's something wrong. Now, we don't really know what's wrong. We just know that uh, she's a bit compromised. We find out that she's been married five times and she's living with a man. And, and we naturally connect that the infidelity. That's not the case. Maybe once. Maybe, maybe there was a time in which infidelity took place. But in this particular time, if you were known... For repeated acts of infidelity, you you weren't going to make it if you were a woman. Maybe that happened once. She's probably dealing with infertility. She's probably had a husband or two die on her. And now she's at a point where she lives with a man that she's not married to. So she's incredibly compromised. She's somebody that doesn't belong. And Jesus is going to teach her something in that moment. And as he engages her in the midst of all of her pain and her hurt and her shame... He says, Hey, you can be a part of what it is that I'm doing. And he tells her all about herself and then she goes back to her community. And she tells them about who she's just encountered. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him after they come and they wanted to find out. Wait, what do you mean? This guy's talking to you even though you've done all these things. He's he's engaging you even though he knows all about your past. And and they go there and they and they go there and they find and these they go to him. The Samaritans from the town they believe in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. And so when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed with them for two days. And because of this, because of his many words, more became believers. And then they said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now, we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. He stayed with them, that's my point. It's not about what you've done. It's about who is with you. And Jesus was with her. And because Jesus was with her, she could belong. Now, I know I may only be talking to three or four of you, maybe five or six at the most. But you may have a past. You may have something in your life that's keeping you from wanting to enter into a community. And what you've got to understand is belonging to this community of faith that we've got here is not ever defined by what you've done. It's defined by who is with you. And Jesus is with you. And so you can enter into that. And there's great things that can happen because of that. I had a woman come to me a few months back. She came and said, several years ago, I had an abortion. That's something that she had done. She felt a lot of guilt because of that. She struggled because she made that decision. And she said, if you have anyone in this church who is struggling with that same thing because they made that decision, I want to minister to them. I want to come alongside them. I want to help them. That's awesome. And the reason that she is willing to do that is because her life is not defined by what she did. It's defined by who she's with. And Jesus is with her and he has changed her and he's molding her and shaping her and it's an incredible thing. It's awesome. And it's also a... To learn more about this sermon, sermon series, or other messages, please visit our church's website at valleyviewcc.com. You can also find these radio segments on the Hope for the Day, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Valley View Christian Church is located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. We provide services at 9 and 1030 a.m. every Sunday. This broadcast is made possible through generous contributions of listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to our church's website and then click on the gift tab there. We look forward to having you join us again next time on Hope for the Day.